You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. I also host the new Locked On Today, the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. In under 20 minutes, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the Internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how Jamal Williams Packers running back on the show today and if you were on our live stream last Friday, you know that we recorded this last Friday. So this was recorded before the the Buccaneers game, which means it was recorded before Jamal Williams knew that he was not going to the Super Bowl. Now, we did not talk about the Super Bowl. We did not talk about the, the Buccaneers game. I almost said the Patriots game. God, I've done that so many times. So this is not going to be an interview where like, the fact that we recorded it last week is going to be a problem. It's more about his personality, his experience on the team, his teammates, his relationships with those guys. So this is one of those situations that is sort of perfect for this moment because I know a lot of fans are struggling with the loss, understanding that this team was really, really good and that they did not meet their full potential. So you don't want to rehash all of that necessarily. But a beloved player, by the way, Aaron Rodgers in his postgame press conference talked about all his you know favorite players, guys that he doesn't know what their future is. He mentioned Jamal Williams before Aaron Jones. Now, not that I you know want to create some drama about you know which running back Aaron Rodgers would rather have back. No, it's not about that. It's more about the the beloved nature of Jamal Williams as a teammate. So we will get to Jamal coming up here shortly. Let's start the show with some coaching news because Matt LaFleur, according to Tom Pelissero, has let Sean Menenga know, Packers special teams coordinator, that he was not going to be back with the team. That in itself would have been a big story. Packers special teams was a problem this year. It was a problem last year. And has been a problem for this team from time immemorial. Seemingly going back to, you know, they they had those good special teams with Desmond Howard and Chris Jackie and Craig Hendrick. And frankly, it seems like the inflection point is Craig Hendrick. Once they let Craig Hendrick go, the special teams, they have not been able to find a punter consistently since then. They haven't had a return man since like Roel Preston. And it has been a little bit of a mess. Now, this just happens to be a draft where there are some players who I love as returners who could also help this offense as, you know, sort of running back receiver hybrids, um, guys that I think could very well be in play for Green Bay. So, like, not something that's totally out of the realm of possibilities for them. The point is, Shamaneng is not going to be back. Now, that would be something, and it is something. We don't know who you know are, are the potential candidates here, although one of the guys, Brandon Coombs, that the Packers had some interest in last year, 
uh, was part of the firing in Detroit. And the Lions had a pretty good special teams group last year. Sorry, it's Braden Coombs. If you look at a picture of this guy, you will understand his name is Braden. But it could be Brandon, too, if we're being honest. Um I don't have a lot of takes on special teams coordinators and and potential replacements. Um, The guys who generally uh, have coached good units are generally good coaches. Sparkling analysis, I know. What I think is potentially more impactful coming out of the news from Wednesday, Rob Domovsky reported, as did Tom Silverstein, that Mike Patton is no longer under contract with the Packers. After this season. So. Matt LaFleur does not have to fire Mike Patton. He just has to do nothing. Well, that seems like it would be pretty easy. Just do nothing. And a small market franchise that may not want to pay two defensive coordinators. You know, you might get pressure from the top. If you bring in, you know, you let's say you bring in Dan Quinn. And I know Dan Quinn is in Dallas, but you come in, you bring Dan Quinn in, and you're paying him a bunch of money. And then you want to fire him. You may get management saying, maybe we don't fire him because we got to pay this contract. And we don't really want to pay him. And then you got to pay someone else. You got to bring in a new defensive coordinator. And then it's a whole thing. And we got to pay both of them. And while there is no salary cap for coaches, a, a market inefficiency that I'm surprised more teams have not tried to exploit, uh, you you don't really want to do that, and a small market team especially doesn't really want to do that. The fact that Penn's contract is up is a little weird. Generally speaking, um, coaches are always trying to get that 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 new year, that they're consistently on a two-year contract. And when you're in the last year of your deal, you try and extend it. You try and get that next year. And that is not what happened with Green Bay. They were not able to come to an agreement, whether it was because of, you know, what Mike Patton wanted to do or because of what Matt LaFleur wanted to do. Um, They did not come to a contract extension before the season. And as of right now, at least according to these reports, there is no extension in place. That is not fait accompli that Matt LaFleur is going to move on from Mike Patton. But it becomes easier to move on from Mike Patton because you're not worried about a contract. You're not worried about the cost associated with finding a new defensive coordinator. All you have to do is decide to do nothing. Now, that's not quite true because the nothing part of this includes now you have to go out and find a new defensive coordinator. If you indeed want to find a new defensive coordinator, that is a whole process. There are going to be guys out there um, I mentioned Jim Leonard before on this podcast, who is a a former Mike Patton player who brings a version of that scheme. It would make an, an easy transition for the Packers because of the similarities of the system. And, and I think he brings a, a fresh look at it. He has maximized talent that was far inferior to what Green Bay currently is working with. I also mentioned on Twitter, um, James Betcher who is a former Cardinals assistant. He worked under Todd Bowles. When Todd Bowles moved on, he became the defensive coordinator. And in fact, when Bruce Arians retired, uh, Arians wanted to be succeeded by Betcher. He thought that much of Betcher, who, as I said, is a Bulls disciple. And Arians thinks that defense is so great 
that he, he brought Todd Bowles with him to Tampa. Okay, so that is the level of respect that he has in this defense. It's not the exact same defense by any means, but it is an aggressive defense, a blitzing defense. And I I think there are a lot of similarities. If you go back to look at those Cardinals teams, Patrick Peterson, Jair Alexander, Tyron Matthew, Darnell Savage, Chandler Jones, Zadarius Smith, Calais Campbell, Kenny Clark. There are a lot of reasons to think that someone like Betcher, who, you know, he goes to New York and and really has to play with uh, a pretty bare cabinet, that he could come in and do some some really terrific things with this defense. And then, you know, the guy that is is mentioned the most, I think, is Wade Phillips. And and whether Wade, you know, Wade is is 73 years old. Is, is that what you want to bring in? I mean, this is a staff full of guys that are young. Um, they're they're full of energy. And, and it's not like Wade is a wallflower by any means. But it's just a, a very different perspective to come and bring in. And it worked in L.A., at least for a little while. And then it wore out its welcome because, it, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they bring in a lot of these personalities and... You know, everything didn't coalesce the way that they wanted over time. And so Wade was the odd man out. If he still wants to be a defensive coordinator, he can still be a very good defensive coordinator. And I think it would make sense for Green Bay to look into that. And it could be as simple as Green Bay tells Mike Patton the same thing that they tell free agents. Um, go find a better opportunity. And and if you can't, we'll, we'll bring you back. Only this time it's the reverse. Well, listen, Mike... Um, Right now, we're not going to renew your contract, but we're not opposed to it. And that could mean, okay, we're, we're going to call some people. We might take a meeting or two. And if there's not any great option out there, we'll bring you back. We'll run it back because we think continuity matters. And, and there is some wisdom there, I think. You know, if you don't think you have some sort of home run candidate, if if you don't love Batcher, and I, I frankly I think he's a, a really good option here. You know, he's currently with the 49ers, just signed with them, and and certainly would be available to take a job like this. Um, you know, Chris Richard is a name out there. Phillips is is unemployed, so you could bring him in. And Jim Leonard, you know, obviously you have to deal with whatever his contract situation is in Wisconsin. Maybe he's not interested in coming to the NFL. So if that's the case, then that makes it really easy. And you just you stick with Mike Patton for another year. And if you're you're uh, Matt LaFleur, you're saying, look, um, some of this stuff, we got to get tightened up. And if we don't, I'm going to fire you and it's going to be ugly and you're not going to like it. Maybe we're past that point. And I'm sure for a lot of fans, you're going, we're past that point. <laughs> But Green Bay, I, I do think Green Bay has to feel like they can find a better option. You don't fire Mike Patton unless you think there is someone out there that you can hire who could be better. I think there are some people out there that that you can hire who can be better. Green Bay not only has to agree, but they have to they have to decide if they think they can actually get those people to come and be the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. Before we get to our conversation with Jamal Williams, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions 
and wait while the counter guy orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com can help because you can make those same orders from your own home, from your couch, from wherever you have internet service, basically. Rock Auto has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and the best price will always be at Rock Auto. It doesn't matter if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional mechanic. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for everyone. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The Super Bowl is almost here, and that is the best time. Truly the best time. All of the props that are available, all the fun stuff that the Super Bowl brings, it is a gambling paradise. So get in on the action at Bet Online, the only place that has you covered, the only place we trust. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get to our conversation with Packers running back Jamal Williams. So, Jamal, this has been a weird season. When you think back to when the offseason program started, did you have visions that you would be here at this point, even just from like a, hey, we got through the season, you know, and and it all worked out standpoint? Mm, no, I feel like we already had it in our minds that we were, <laughs> we, we were trying to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So it's already having that mindset of knowing our long-term goals, but at the same time, we had short-term goals to, to get to, to achieve where we want to go. So we're still doing that now. We still got a couple of stones to get to, but we gonna get there, so we just ready to go. Yeah, when when you know you mentioned the the preparation for a Super Bowl, that being your goal. When Aaron Rodgers t- said after the Colts game, and and unfortunately you guys lost that game, that that was the first week um, that that he felt like you guys practiced as a championship team. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that? And and what does that look like for you? Um, I think it's just when we all are clicking, we all are on the same understanding, and we just executing at our best and you know during practice is when you want to make your mistakes now so in the game you can execute at your at, the, at your best so um but at the same when we in practice it's still more it's more execution and it's more of us just getting in tune with each other and, and getting ready to play for that week so i feel like but we do it as a team we're having fun out there and we really just you know ready to go out there and just show people what we got where, where did the, the the having fun part like you are famous for like no one has more fun on the field than you do is that, has that always been like your deal going back to like peewee football mm, nah more it was honestly i didn't start dancing until i got to college but it was more of me just finding myself and learning how i want to play football you know what i mean so i was just it's just be adapting to my football style because I'm always adapting something, but I, I I keep stuff that I like to do. And I figured out just growing up, you know, dancing is just one of my things that I like to do to keep myself focused and in the game, you know what I mean? And, and keeping me laughing and happy and stuff like that. You know, and other people, I guess, it started to catch on and be contagious. So people just, you know, they see me dancing. They know Jay Boog out there having fun. 
<laughs> did did the fact that that you're so close with guys like Aaron Jones like help you come out of what not that you had a shell, but just help you feel comfortable saying, Yeah, this is this is what I'm gonna do, this is who I am, and we're just gonna go have fun and do the thing. Oh yeah. Just having uh Aaron here just from the beginning really, because we came in together, you know. At first when we got here, we wasn't really doing no dancing. Now we was more making sure they understand we here for business and I was here for business and doing production stuff. You know what I mean? So but as soon as I, I felt like I could show myself a little more and more, that's when I start doing it. You know, especially in practice is when I really begin in my dance moves. <laughs> Uh, we we did see a clip this week from from Aaron Rodgers dancing. So like, give me your oh, yeah. give me your best critique of QB one's dance moves. No, he has some moves. He just be he be silent with them. He be trying to keep you uh, keep them in the dark. <laughs> but I be catching them. But he got some moves. Yeah, when, when you, I mean, uh, over the course of this season, we, we've seen you know you have some big games. Aaron Jones have some big games. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago against the Titans, it was it was A.J. Dillon having, uh, you know, a big game. When you guys are are together, do you feel like you're the best running back room in, in the NFL? Most definitely. We really play for it. We play for each other. And we really just, you know, the same way as we, you know, play for the whole team. But at the same time, in a group, we try to let them know, you know, our group is ready to go and, be playmakers and do what we need to do and do our job. You know what I mean? But out there still trying to help our team win in any way we can. So AJ's been doing a great job uh, being a rookie and, and coming in and being productive right now is in, in the late of the season. So I feel like he's been doing a great job really just being himself. He cool dude, you know, came in and, and, and really became my little bro. You know what I mean? So he having fun. I'm glad. We got each other, and me and Aaron can, you know, help him out and teach him things that we've learned on the way. So uh, it's going great, really. We, we really just having great. Did you say anything to him after the? Thanks. Oh, I, I was just going to ask if if you said anything to him after he uh, he didn't quite make it up for the Lambo leap. Oh, nah. Everybody else been giving him shit for it, so I I've, I've honestly <laughs> uh, I didn't have to really. He already know. I'm just like, hey, it's all right, man. I've I've had my time. But I, I learned I did it one time and I'm good. That's all. I learned, I did it. I made it up there. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> but he slipped on the first one. So that's you why. you seem you seem to relish the contact. You seem to relish the elements. Um and and it seems like Green Bay is is kind of the perfect place for you. And it seems like you think that. You said um that that you know you wanted to to be in Green Bay. Uh, your whole career, if you got that opportunity, what what clicked for you, and and when did you realize, yeah, this is this is this is my place? I think it's just the uh, the whole for me is always like where you start at, you know, and what they seen in you and why they picked you. So I was just grateful just being drafted here in the first place to come in and and see what a, a good organization looked like, you know what I mean, and just how they run and it's just efficient. So. I feel like and being around the vets, Aaron and Mercedes and having Dave and, you know, all these great players, uh, I think shows us, you know, being great role models on how to be a, a vet and a role model and, and how to be an NFL player, a professional player. You know what I mean? To be efficient in the league, to go keep yeah. going on and on and keep building on to your career. So 
that's why I think. And I, I just like it here, you know. It, it gives me the college town feel from the fans. And so, you know, everything here is just Green Bay. But that's why that's what makes it good, especially when it's home games and you can have the fans there. Like, they really be into it. I mean, it, it has been a different kind of season, and they haven't they haven't been able to be there. But you got the first taste of it back uh, with with the fans in the building, and it seemed like to a man, everyone was like, "Yeah, six thousand felt like sixty thousand. What was that like in that game against the Rams, where you got to go out there for the first time in you know a year, and you've got you've got butts and seats at Lambeau." I think everybody was just excited, really, for it to be a playoff game and for us to have fans back for just a special moment. You know, playoff playoff football in Green Bay is great. So that's what we want, and that's what we're trying to have for a minute. We'll have one more than going to Tampa, you know what I mean? So we're just having fun. We're really just ready for the game, you know, and ready to do it again. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned – your your ability to you know come into your own there's been a lot of discussion since coach LaFleur came to Green Bay about this being a player-led team and and the culture that he has helped foster you were only with Mike McCarthy for a, a season and so I don't, I don't need you to you know talk to too much about that or was it two seasons but you know what what is different because it seems like everyone thinks something is different so do you do you feel that change is is there a different vibe around this locker room the last few years i think it's just more of just uh you know everybody being comfortable being themselves and you know the coaches really you know doing their best to show that they you know they lose they ready to go but you know we still get prepared but at the same time we can still have fun while playing football you know what i mean so they really just put a lot into to getting us prepared, but they make it fun. So I think that's what it is. And everybody, it's just a good vibe, a good environment, a good positive uh, nature in the air. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think everybody's just ready to go. The more positive we got, the more everybody's confident that we're going to come out here with this done. Uh, from the outside, you know, the last few training camps, for example, you see – you know, David Bakhtiari out there working with the young guys, or you see, you know, Devontae Adams wants to go against, you know, first it was Kevin King, then it's Jair Alexander, and those guys really, you know, you want to you have that iron sharpens iron mentality. From the outside, someone like me gets to say, hey, yeah, that stuff matters. It's great for the culture, all that stuff. Does it matter? Well, yeah, it do. It shows, you know. Even when you making those, you know, the big bus and being a superstar and that role player like how Devontae and Dave are, you still going out there and working to show them how you got there. You know what I mean? So people think when you get there, that's when you're supposed to let up, but that's really what you you got to get there and then stay there. And they do a great job by working hard and and showing us the determination and everything you need to do to make sure your body and your mind is ready to play football. Do you remember? Like vividly, do you remember your first NFL play? Mm. No, I don't. But I, for me, it's more. Uh, I remember my first touchdown. But they, it was just, it was like a bum moment because we were losing. <laughs> mm. So it was just funny to me. But I remember my first touchdown. Man. Do you remember the first time in a game you were in the huddle, like with Aaron Rodgers, and your and, and your reaction to just like being out there for the first time? Uh, honestly, like for me, is 
you know, for me, the time to be all and all by Aaron and stuff was when I, you know, when I first got there. Yeah. You know, when things wasn't happening, we wasn't playing real games yet. But by the time when the game, when the first game came out there, you know, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, you're going to your first game with Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. But you want to be more, not the fanboy, but more the teammate. You know what I mean? His teammate, not. Not anything of awing at the man. Right. You know what I mean? To let him know, like, you there to do your job. You ready to produce and show him that you want to be on that type of level. You know what I mean? want to be great at the position that you at. Because I want to be great. I want to be on that type of level on how he plays at all times. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, I, and I'm doing that. And I got that mindset. So it's just really just speaking stuff in existence and going out there and working hard for it. But... Honestly, uh, I'm grateful for this experiences with him and just all the vets because it's things that I've really learned and got to learn from them. So, and I and I put it in my own game and how how I go about my uh, professional career. Yeah, and and as we finish up here, you know, in that in that vein, does does playing with some of these great players that that they're on your team and you notice, okay, these are just guys like we're all playing football here. Does that make it easier when when no, you know, you've got to meet Bobby Wagner in the hole or you've got to, you know, try and break a tackle against Darius Leonard and some of these these guys who are, you know, the greats of the game? No, honestly, I I think it is just being great to be on the same just be on the same level on the same field and be able to uh, compete against them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go against a lot of great players. There's a lot of great players in this league. And you get to go against them every week. You know what I mean? And get, get to choose or get to show your your skills and everything you've worked on. You know what I mean? And go against the best every week. That's what the NFL is about, having the best there and, and competing. So, you know, that's what the league is. It's really just having fun and, and being yourself and just going out there and competing at the best level you can and helping your team win. You know what I mean? So the best thing you can always do is win. Yeah. Last thing here, Jamal, and, and I, I can't let you go without asking you about uh, our mutual friends at Built Bar because I was I, when I got the ad copy to read about Built Bar, I didn't believe the hype. I didn't believe that they were so good. And then I got them and I was like, these things are Crazy. I've never, I mean, I'm sure you've had a million kinds of protein bars. They're, they're, they're ridiculous. What was your first reaction when you had them? Shoot. They're delicious. I like, I just like the, the real chocolate ones, the really just double chocolate. But I, I literally tried all of them though. Oh, the so, double chocolate, all good. the double chocolate honestly. slaps. Yeah. But they, they all good. Honestly, I was really surprised when I tried it too. But I, I've had a lot of people like already come up to me and say they, they like love the built bars. Like my neighbor is my long snapper, <laughs> and his wife, uh, <laughs> his wife loved the built bars, so I gave her a box of stuff. She loves my them. wife loves them. Loves them. My wife, for real. See, there's for some reason all the girls got a taste bud for them. <laughs> well, they like chocolate. That's the thing is they all have, they're like. Yeah. There's they they really do taste like candy and and it's like a three musketeers bar or something and and still like not bad for you so it, uh-huh. it it's pretty crazy Jamal this was uh-huh. great it's not bad for you <laughs> well it's not as bad for you as a candy bar um thanks for taking yeah, the time no, I hear you I was just laughing at it <laughs> <laughs> well it really doesn't no problem it, yeah all right thanks Jamal appreciate you man good luck this season and the rest of the year oh thank you I appreciate it you have a great day yep you too. 
Before we finish up, a reminder that we're covering everything you need about the Packers. But what about the rest of sports? Now on the Locked On Podcast Network, we've got you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by me and all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is truly the best tasting protein bar ever. New flavors like caramel brownie, carrot cake, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, the stalwart, the double chocolate. If you see a bar and it's got the name chocolate in it, you want that one. Bars are, they're all 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. That is a trait that you underrate in maybe any kind of food, but especially in a, a health food, a protein bar, because so many of them are gritty and chalky and gross. And these are not, these are truly delicious and they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And right now, when you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow with a mailbag show answering your questions, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft, whatever it is. We are doing the golf ball giveaway, and I've, I've, I'm am heartened that so many of you have reached out and said, hey, look, I, I listened to the show, the Locked On Today show, and I, I want to support it and all that stuff. So um, if you do that, you will also be entered into the golf ball giveaway. I will start to announce some of the winners of the golf ball giveaway starting tomorrow. I've got the boxes literally at my feet. Um, so we will be doing that very soon. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, we'll be using this a ton this offseason. Do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.